0: The Catholics of Oz is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give.
1: You're listening to episode 114 of The Catholics of Oz. The Catholics of Oz is a show where we discuss faith, culture, and what's been happening from an Aussie perspective. Whether it's students or science, apostolates and apps, providence or productivity, you can hear it right now on The Catholics of Oz. Hello, I'm Lindsay Sands and welcome to episode 114. It's so good to have you with us. I am joined today by my jewelry-laden sister, <laughs> Caroline Knight. <laughs> yeah, sorry, just because of what happened before the show, I had to throw that one in there.
2: Yeah.
1: What did what happen? everyone, was that Caroline had some rosary beads that she had made herself on her table. And, uh, you can't she was see just,
2: them, but
1: here they are. Her son, her son had tangled a few of these rosary beads together, and she showed them to us. And suddenly, coincidentally, a few minutes, moments later, her Etsy shop got two orders. <laughs> yes. and, and yeah, that was me, Lena, ordering rosary beads. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: that's the one. Yes, that's the one.
1: No. Yeah. And that giggle you hear, that familiar calming tone of giggle, is Lido Sabol. Lino, how are you, my friend?
0: I'm good, Lindsay. Hey, Caroline, and all our listeners out there. Hello. Oh gosh! Good morning. hello oh, no. hello everyone. It is morning here oh, in Australia. Morning for us. Yeah. Yeah, morning it is for us. Morning
2: for nice, warm, yes. overcast morning.
0: Yes, no, it it way. Way. no.
2: But who rain. enjoyed the kind of tornado, hurricane this week that we had yeah, on yeah, Tuesday? Wow!
0: I was driving
2: in that. I could not Whoa. see the road. Yes. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And, uh, and uh,
1: actually, at, at time of recording, and it was on Tuesday. Mm. There are still people without power now. Yeah. It is. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, so they're still waiting for the electricity to be restored, which is That's right. insane.
0: Yeah. It
2: affected our internet too the other day. We had no internet all day. I know day. it's like a wow. minor issue compared to what other people uh, are going no, through. It's, but not.
0: it's
1: not because there were people whose phones, they could make phone calls but they had yeah. no phones yet. Oh, And yeah. there were people who – couldn't track their children or text their children. Yes. See, oh, no. Uh, yeah. If they're safe and everything.
2: everything? Yep. Yep. So, that's right. Yeah.
1: You know, they did create, I had some some colleagues at work. It's created a bit of chaos for them trying to find out where their children were. Goodness so that was a bit yeah, yeah. That's true
2: because now I can understand that my son now is in high school and your son too, Lindsay, and they yeah. both have a like a mobile phone and... That's how we communicate. Where am I picking you up from? I'm going to be late, whatever. So mm. it's you got to have that communication with the kids. Oh,
0: definitely. And it, when yeah. that, in that situation, of course.
2: Yeah. I was lucky because it had just started raining when Frankie got into the car. And from that point, it just bucketed down. Yeah. The wind started. Whoa. And on the way home, about halfway home – no, not even halfway. I just started the drive the whole way home for about 10 minutes – it was bucketing down. I had never seen it so bad. I felt like I was on a boat, not a car. I couldn't see in yeah. front of me at all. Yeah, bad. My windows frosted up. I had to put the air conditioning on. Still didn't really help. Couldn't see. I didn't want to pull over because, first of all, it was a bit unsafe, but yeah, there were trees yeah. everywhere that were oh, coming yeah. down. Yeah. So I didn't want to park. There were a lot of trees on the side of the road, so I didn't want to park on the side of the road. And then as I got to our house, the street in our house, I couldn't drive up our street because a car a tree had fallen over a car and oh blocked the whole me. street. Really? So I had wow. to try and reverse and go around yeah, another way, which the other is unsafe. Way. Yes. Because yes, there was yes. a right turn I had to do and I couldn't see any anything. So oh. it was so dangerous.
1: Yeah. And then you made everyone, that's pretty yeah, much what happened. Yeah, yeah. It, it was awesome. it's
2: horrible. And then as I parked the car in the driveway, we wanted to get out of the car, but then hail started pelting down yeah. and it wasn't oh, tiny hail, it was big hail. And Whoa. we are like, if we get out no, of the Duffton. car now, we are going to be, <laughs> wow. yeah, we are going to be, like, hurt. So we had to wait for it to calm down. So yeah, definitely it's a crazy it's situation. Yeah. So there's the a bit of a rundown. Of
0: the week, <laughs> yeah. And the rest of the week was normal. Yeah. <laughs> it was.
2: It actually yeah. was. Really calm. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: That, that is this extreme situation we have in Melbourne, all, all our listeners. Yeah. Can,
2: yeah. We can just have yeah. a very hot Few hot days,
0: yeah. like almost thirty, close to forty, depends on where you are. It and, was
2: really warm, yeah.
0: It's very hot. Big um, winds and hail and everything, and all of a sudden the next day it's, it just disappeared. And goes, "Where did it go?" Nothing
2: happened. Nothing yeah. happened. In the sense,
0: nothing happened, as in the no. weather's gone. But the, yeah. after, the aftermath is still there. Destruction still there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, this is us, guys. This is our. This is Melbourne. We
2: have those flash storms, don't we? They last though, yes. Like, yes. literally yes. maybe ten yes. minutes, yes. if that, and then they just cause just so much damage everywhere. and
0: then it just yeah. disappears. Yeah, like a monster. <laughs> That's it all. Is. Yeah. Normal operations, everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's correct. That's it was right.
2: Insane, it really is.
1: Mm-hmm. It, was, it was. So yeah, that was the exciting week. so um, have
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> got you to listen to past podcast and we haven't scheduled with our weather report.
2: That was our weather report. That's our new section.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you can subscribe to uh, the Catholics of Oz on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to give us a five star rating and some positive feedback so that we can hear from you and reach new people because building community is what we are all about. SQPN also hosts The Catholics of Oz on YouTube. You can simply search for SQPN and subscribe. Hit the bell to get new notifications when episodes are released of this show and of all the other great shows that SQPN hosts as well. I was listening recently to the 300th episode of Secrets of Star Trek and they went through each of the hosts in their opinion what is the best Star Trek Okay. Because you agree and disagree and it's, wait, what about that episode? Yeah. So it's so subjective to each fan, but it's fun listening to what people really
0: like from the show. Can you choose a a favorite episode, Lizzie? It's so many of them. Yeah. uh, yeah. When you talk about episode, you talk about from from the original to the,
1: they went by series. So it's like, what about the original series? What about Next Generation? What about Space 9? Gotcha. Gotcha. Which is why that episode ran way over time because it's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. With that in mind, let's talk about Faith beyond Borders.
2: Well, I'm actually feeling rather good about this. I think we've all arrived at a very special place, eh? Spiritually, ecumenically.
1: How do you make somebody love you without affecting free will?
0: Welcome to my world, son. You come up with an answer to that one, you let me know. Yes, I had to work very hard to, to pass... Latin and theology. Oh, quite.
2: Those are, of course, the most important
0: things. Oh, yeah. I'd
2: sit this one out, Cap.
0: I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend; they're basically gods. There's only one
2: god, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that.
1: We have entered into the season of Lent, and at time of recording, Lent will be probably about two weeks into it by now. But it's never too late to see what Pope Francis has said as the current Pope of our entire worldwide church, what is the Pope saying and asking us to pray about and think about in Lent. I thought today I might just go through his his letter to all of us as as Catholics and obviously his letter goes to the whole world as well. But what is he asking us to focus on during this season of Lent? Lent is a time that we can get right at times and get wrong at other times. For example, and I feel very bad about this. First, first Friday of Lent, which was yesterday our time, I went to my son's school hmm. after school, like primary school, because they had a the little family picnic thing going on, and then the kids had <laughs> these external people come in and do like a sporting thing for the kids. They played lots of games and had fun and went crazy. Thinking, one, some of the staff members called me and my older son Damien over because, oh, Damien, oh my gosh, we haven't seen you in years. You know, cause it's been a while since he's been there. Mm, mm. Um, And they were standing behind the barbecue. And they said, would you like a sausage? And I instinctively Mm. said yes, because I was hungry. Then I was eating it and Isabel said, you know, it's Friday in Lent. Oh, Oh, darling Isabel will always
0: remember, man. Okay. Do you want
2: another confession? (laughs)
0: Here we go.
2: Everyone's going to know now. Okay. So Frankie went to camp like first time, first camp being with this school he's just started with this school first camp. Oh, wow. yeah. And um he came back from camp yesterday and it was going to be a big deal for him. He was very shy and anxious and mm. everything. He ended mm-hmm, up having mm-hmm. a great time. Good.
0: good but good. I had
2: good. promised him KFC as a reward. It's one of his favorite like junk food takeaways.
0: Oh. oh yeah. no. And I had told
2: him on the Saturday like today yes. we'll get it. But Yes. Yeah. He's like he told all his teachers and everything, when we're getting home, it's KFC. We're getting KFC. Uh-oh. And then his teacher came up to me and said, oh, he told me you're getting KFC today because he, he had a great time at camp and did really well. Yep. Without thinking, I ordered KFC. And, I'm like, and I was eating it. I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-oh. So now I'm going to have to do something else but make up for it. But yeah, so oh, don't worry, was- Lindsay. We both yeah. ate meat. Yeah.
1: And people are listening and maybe being so smug, but I bet you some of the people are listening have I done reckon exactly a lot of people
2: have, oh, It's yeah. easy to do, but easy. I didn't have chocolate. I have a, a, a rule generally not to have chocolate on Fridays because okay. I love it. Yeah. So I didn't do that, but I did eat meat. So anyway,
1: <laughs> here we go. Yeah. You get one Friday to make your mistake and work it all out because then, yeah. then you'll never do it again, right? Yeah. You make the mistake. Someone reminds you. And then the rest of the land is good. You're all yeah, sorted. Yeah.
2: it's always a slow start, to be honest. Yeah, that's great. Oh. Yeah, what right. did you do? I was actually yeah, a
0: mistake, didn't you last <laughs> night? <I've> been-
2: <laughs> actually, roast. No, right? oh, are making
0: me so hungry. It oh, was like, I meat. love, <laughs> I love to, <laughs> I love to have some meat right now. We had, <laughs> we had fish and <laughs> chips, but oh, I, let's say it's an order thing. Oh, yeah, we ordered it, and so sometimes we cook them. And but now, because as oh, I keep and I and my health, yeah, we try to get from the oily, fatty foods in a sense. But uh-huh. it's, it's like a treat. It's like a treat. But I always say yeah. fish and chips. And I think on I th- on Ash Wednesday, a lunch truck comes to our work. And I'm trying to find something with fish. <laughs> also, yeah, vegetarian yeah. thing. <laughs> and I know. oh, okay. It's, oh, there's a nice tuna salad there, over there. Had the tuna salad. Mm. Wasn't too bad. Wasn't tasty. too bad. But yeah, not as tasty as. Meat. I yeah. I apologize for all the vegetarians out there and who are listening. But <laughs> look, it's a, yeah, look, yeah. it's a sacrifice we make, and it's because it's, it's to Lent, and it for us, it's a it's a uh, you know, it reminds us of um, Jesus' sacrifice and his love for us. So yeah, I I, I just want yeah. to think I, I remember before I bought, <laughs> I bought yeah, it's, that it's
1: meat it's, or something. Yes, yeah, so on you, that note, yeah, on uh, that note, then, um, yeah, that's a good point
0: because
1: it, it's we love a bit of humor about this. It's good, right? Mm. Because mm. I think the humor, there's what's going on in our hearts, really mm. our desire to do Lent well, not to, not to prove to other people, look, I did Lent and I yeah. didn't need this. Yeah. And do that. Right. <laughs> like Jesus has something to say about that on the re- the readings for Matthew That's on Wednesday. Yep. yep say about that, right. But it's our, like you said, it's our desire for Jesus. It's the reason why we pray fast and give during Lent. It's our desire to be more like him that is, It's part of what we're doing this season of sacrifice. And so to transition into what I'm going to be sharing today, Pope Francis says it's about our freedom and our lives becoming more free. And he says, through the desert, God leads us to freedom. So he's using the imagery of, of Moses for this to set up what he says in his letter. And he says the following, when our God reveals himself, his message is always one of freedom. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. So he's quoting from Exodus 20. He says, these are the first words given to Moses on Mount Sinai in the the first words of the Decalogue of the commandments. And he said, those who heard them were quite familiar with the Exodus of which God spoke. The experience of their bondage still weighed heavily on them. So they received the commandments and it's um, to shape God's people into one that is free. Pope Francis says that the call to freedom is a demanding one, it's not answered straight away, and it has to mature as part of our journey. Just as Israel in the desert still clung to Egypt, often longing for the past and grumbling against the Lord of Moses, today too, God's people can cling to an oppressive bondage that it is called to leave behind. We realize how true this is at those moments when we feel hopeless, wandering through life like a desert and lacking a promised land as our destination. So he says, Lent is the season of grace in which the desert can become once more, in the words of the prophet Hosea, the place of our first love. God shapes his people. He enables us to leave our slavery behind and experience a Passover from death to life. Like a bridegroom, the Lord draws us once more to himself, whispering words of love into our hearts. I had to read that whole first paragraph because it's beautiful. And it beautifully sets up a couple of things that I think are important. One is that our God is calling us to freedom all the time, to, how do I put it, step away from the things that hold us down, the things that we impose on ourself that hold, that hold us down. That's the first thing. The second thing is, he said that it's interesting that still today, we can act like the Israelites in the desert saying, you know what, slavery was better than this. The slavery or what we had before was better. The bondage we were in was better. At least we weren't trapped in a desert. We had meat. We had something to eat. The Egyptians were terrible, and some of us got killed. But that was better than what we've got now, right? The journey to freedom is a tough one. Pope Francis already talked about that, right? And trying to step away. I've got a really poor example of myself, right? Years and years, I've used the Twitter app. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry to put yeah, so silly, right? But In recent times, especially last year, I started realizing what a time thief it was. And I recognized that my brain was like starving for, for for some time on Twitter, just to scroll through. It was about reading the news, but it stopped being about reading the news and it started being about everyone owning each other. And I I started, I I, thank God I had the self awareness to realize this was going on in my own brain. Right. I, I thank God for that, for that grace. And I knew that I had to stop using Twitter. Right. And and I thought, this is gonna be really hard. How am I gonna do it? Advents had came around last year and it was the perfect time to make a break, to make a break from it. I pinned a little tweet, I forgot what it said, something about I'm going, I might come back, who knows, whatever. And I deleted the app. Right. But I can tell you there were so many times that I wanted to go back to it. Now the temptation is serene. I'm not going to.
0: There's the word is Lindsay, temptation. You know,
1: it's the the desire for slavery. I was a slave in a sense, right? In a metaphorical sense to this app, in the sense that I kept opening it. When I could be doing something, I could be praying. I could be reading something more useful. I could be doing anything that's more useful than, than spending time on this app. And I'm not saying it's the same for everyone else. There are probably people who do it better than me. But in my particular situation, even now, sometimes I go, I could just download it, check the news. I'll just be really quick. But I know that's the, that's, that's a desire for slavery, right? Yeah. Anyway, I hope that kind of makes sense as a bit of an analogy, but I think Pope Francis is right in that sense that sometimes even today, we go back to desiring that thing that we left that was holding us down. It felt good. Why can't I just go back to that? Or, Yeah, or I was, whatever it was, That, but he talks about how we still cling to things that oppress us for some reason. So he says that the exodus from slavery to freedom is not an abstract journey. So we're not thinking about this necessarily as a metaphor. We're thinking about this as something that is very real in our lives today. So he says, in our celebration of Lent, if it's to be concrete, the first step is to desire to open our eyes to reality, so to see our lives, guys, as they really are. So he says, When the Lord calls out to Moses from the burning bush, he immediately shows that he is a God who sees and above all hears. And then he quotes Exodus saying, where God says, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I've heard their cry on the account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So Pope Francis says, Today too, the cry of so many of our oppressed brothers and sisters rises to heaven. Let us ask ourselves, do we hear that cry? Does it trouble us? Does it move us? All too many things keep us apart from each other, denying that fraternity that from the beginning binds us to one another. So he adds another dimension that, there's our personal quest journey for freedom in Lent. But there are people who experience today a real slavery. They're oppressed for different reasons. They're oppressed because they are kept poor for some reason. They live in poverty that they can't get out of without help. Human trafficking is a real thing. Organ trafficking and all these kinds of things, they are real things that exist today. So there's there are all kinds of different oppressions that are going on in the world. And Pope Francis is saying, Yes, there's your personal situation, but there's also the situation of others as well. We've got two dimensions to look at, our own as well as the rest of the world, our brothers and sisters. What I do like here is that he's constructed this image, a real image, of the human family, all all desiring and longing for freedom. And the answer is the grace of God expressed through us who listen, who hear the oppression and the cry of others. That's quite heavy and that's a lot. So uh, I might just pause there and see if you guys have any thoughts or reflections on what you've heard so far. Caroline, anything coming to mind?
2: From your example, Lindsay, of Twitter holding you back, you know, how many things we could say there's so many things in our life that do that to us and we focus on those, like we put the importance on those in our life, like um, me, like, online shopping. I like I get an email sale and I have to go have a look. And then sometimes I'll buy stuff and I'll go, Oh, why did I do that? I'd prefer that I had the money in my account and not had not, you know, now I've put myself out or what do other people think of you and and you're like obsessed with, I'm not as good as this person. And yeah, because definitely. my life is, you compare mm. yourself to other people, they're doing so much better. And I'm just doing this yeah. or whatever. And those are forms of slavery, aren't they? Like you were saying. Yep. And we're missing the point. We're missing the point of why we're here and the point you know, is, is we should just let all that stuff go. It's hard. It's hard because <laughs> mm-hmm. we're human and we've got fickle brains and we just easily have these thoughts and we give into them. We give into temptation very easily. And that's that's the thing we need to fight against. Yeah. You need to remember that we've had the grace of God. We can pray to God and ask him for help in these situations. And he, he does help, you know, um, yeah. just give him everything that you're feeling right now, uh, every suffering, every little thing you're addicted to doing and just say, okay, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to, I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to come out of the slavery. I'm just going to, I'm just going to follow you instead of looking back there and all those boxes of temptation that are there. I'm just going to close them for a bit and, (laughs) and walk on. That's, yeah, that's the kind of thing that I was thinking of oh, we have got so many things <laughs> that that
1: can yeah, that, do it, yeah. yeah that's, that, that is the freedom, right? The, it's the freedom to say yes to God. It, it's the freedom to say to turn away from one thing and put God in that thing's place instead, because that deepens our relationship, it doesn't? And that's and that's why we're so blessed to have a season of Lent, really, because yeah. at the end of that season, so it's it's that it, it might be. Personally, for us, a time of grumbling. So, if oh, only I could have a coffee or, you know, whatever it might be, yeah. <laughs> which is like the Israelites are. Oh, remember when it was like when we were slaves? At least we had this. It was better, exactly. right? Mm. For the Israelites at the end is the promised land. Um, for us as Christians at the end is Easter, the resurrection of Jesus, which is so much greater than Twitter and so much greater than online shopping and whatever else you might think of. The, the resurrection of Jesus is just better. And we know that when we, and I'm sure many people who are listening now who have been to Easter Masses, we know the joy of that celebration, right? There's just something liberating and freeing about celebrating the resurrection of Jesus in a community. And for that moment, you experience, I, I feel like you experience that freedom because you're so disconnected from us and just connected to this celebration of, of Christ, freeing us from sin and slavery and so on. And that's what God has in store for us.
0: Yeah, Lena, any reflections yourself at all? Yeah, finding freedom through, from slavery is is a journey. And not only a journey amongst ourselves, but amongst people who are close to us as well. We can try to journey by ourselves, but with the help of God and everyone around us, it boosts our freedom from slavery. Because like we were joking before about eating food that we're technically not to be, can't we eat on Fridays and through Lent. And, of course, online shopping. I, I, I've done the same thing, Caroline. Of course, Bernadette knows that. i got to be careful of that. Yep, yeah, no worries. Yeah, it's true. That's true. What I'm saying is we can't do this alone. And yeah. we, we need a help with other people to guide us and to just to remind us. And that's why it is so important for us to go to Mass And also say prayers whenever we can. It doesn't have to be (laughs) (laughs) half an hour. I shouldn't be laughing, but half an hour or even long. It can be like a 10-minute prayer or a 15-minute prayer during Lent. And to encourage our freedom as freedom to be with Jesus and freedom from slavery, freedom from temptation. But Mm. it is a journey that will always tempt us wherever we step, wherever we go like Caroline said we're human we can't get away from that and things happen and, things are, and, we, and we can always be better and try our best in doing this and that's right and I keep on saying it every year I find Lent and the Easter times better than Christmas I keep on saying this every year but this encourages me it, it gives my spirituality a bit more of a kick <laughs> It's a time of strengthening, though, really. It it is. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But what I'm saying is try not to do this by yourselves and Mm. try to find someone or or anyone around you that can help you in a way to go through this. Because, yeah, Yeah. we're, we're all Christians. We're all Catholic. We're all in this Lenten season together. So, yeah. 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 So
1: true. So there are two thoughts. Uh, I can't do this letter justice, so, and mm-hmm. it's not long, but I can't cover every word that's in here. And I, I really encourage Catholics to read it this Lent. But there's two other things I did want to take out of it briefly. And it's this. Uh, it says that um, in the Exodus account, there is a significant detail. It is God who sees, is moved, and brings freedom. Israel does not ask for this. Pharaoh stifles dreams, blocks the view of heaven, Makes it appear this that this world in which human dignity is trampled upon and authentic bonds are denied, can never change, puts everything in bondage to himself. There's the image of God versus Pharaoh, right? God is the one who sees first the suffering and is moved by it and doesn't want that to be the norm. But then there are Pharaoh is a can be a symbol of many things, all right? The things that are designed to trap us in different ways that wants us to believe that this is the way things are and it's the way things will always be and change isn't possible. And going back to social media for a second, I think of how we've seen, right? How I'm not like the conspiracy theories. social media companies are evil. Maybe some parts might be, I don't know, who knows. But the thing is, from a business standpoint, their job is to get your eyes to stay on the app for as long as possible because then they get paid by advertisers, right? It's a It's a kind of bondage, right? Why change that? This is the way to leave it the way it is. Why would they want to change that at all? It's working, right? I've done some work with students at school on social media influencers, the people who are, who have thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers and companies give them products. Check out this cream, check out this whatever else. And research is showing that, that young people, for example, are becoming sad or depressed because they compare and even younger adults, right? they compare their lives to what they see these influencers who are walking on the beach or in a nice, beautiful destination or on a cruise or they're sitting in a jet, or whatever it might be, on a beautiful car with lots of good-looking friends whatever else. Yeah. People compare to that and then they become sad and depressed. It's a kind of bondage, right? It is. You know, it's Pharaoh. Yeah. It's Pharaoh. Pharaoh versus, oh, this is the, the image here, right? So then Pope Francis says, if that's the case, let us ask, do I want a new world? Am I ready to leave behind my compromises with the old? The witness of many of his brother bishops and a great number of those who worked for peace and justice convinced him that there's a, he says, a deficit of hope that stifles dreams and the silent cry that reaches to heaven and moves the heart of God. He says this deficit of hope is not unlike the nostalgia for slavery. Remember we, when we were slaves, we had everything we wanted, all right, which paralyzed the, um, the Israeli people in the desert. And prevented them from moving them forward. I want to go to one last thought. Again, I'm not going to cover everything. There's so much to cover. I apologize. This is, and we're, I'm not even halfway. I'm only up to halfway through the letter, right? It'll be a five hour podcast if I go through the whole thing. <laughs> but there's this. He says, God has not grown weary of us. There's a thought that we can take away. God has not grown weary of us. But he says, let us welcome Lent as the great season in which he reminds us, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Lent is a season of conversion, a time of freedom. Jesus himself, as we recall each year on the first Sunday of Lent, was driven into the desert by the Spirit in order to be tempted in freedom. For 40 days, he will stand before us and with us, the incarnate Son. Unlike Pharaoh, God does not want subjects but sons and daughters. The desert is the place where our freedom can mature in a personal decision not to fall back into slavery. In Lent, we find new criteria of justice and a community with which we can press forward on a road not yet taken. And that is probably the most beautiful paragraph for me. It's the most moving, beautiful, most deeply rich theological paragraph for me of that entire letter, right? It's it's the perfect one to pray about. And then he goes on to talk about prayer and the importance of prayer. And he explains it beautifully. Again, no time to go through it. But, but I think that image of he's trying to give us the courage to move away from something and move closer to God because God has something better in store for us. Whereas Pharaoh, and I'm speaking symbolically because there is no Pharaoh, right? But Pharaoh has nothing for us. Pharaoh wants to own us. God wants us to be children, his children. Jesus wants us to be his brothers and sisters, which is so much. No one at Facebook says, let's be a human family. Let's be brothers and sisters. Yeah, and, you know, not they, a lot
0: they, of it. They, no, you know, no.
1: They say <laughs> our algorithms want to shoot ads because we want you to buy things and we want to make money, exactly. right? Exactly. It's not, it's not freedom. Mm. It's not freedom, right? And yes, uh, social media became the example we're using, but I'm sure everyone else can think of a, an analogy in their life where that's the case. So what I'd say is, here's my bit of old man wisdom. Old
0: man wisdom? Okay. Okay.
1: Old man wisdom. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. My my wife Isabel, she 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 jokes, she goes, You've got more grey hairs coming. I said, Yeah, my wisdom's becoming visible, I told her.
2: <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, that's that what true. it is. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, finally you can see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, what I was getting at, yeah, I can't remember what I was getting <laughs> Sorry, at. Sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> it's my fault for joking about old man wisdom. No, here it is. I don't know what I'm getting at. Uh, some of us will have than others that are holding us back. Full freedom, our full free relationship with God. And I want to say if anyone's listening, that's okay. All right, don't beat yourself up. Don't, you know, don't give up. Don't think you're not good enough because it's not true. That's the lie of Pharaoh. That's the first thing. All right. The second thing is sometimes we want to do everything at once and that's impossible. Not all of us are capable of doing that. Maybe think of one thing that's holding you back and focus on that to start with. Whatever it is, make that your one thing for Lent that you will give away and put God in its place whether it's if you've got 10 social media apps and you're on them all the time, get rid of one of them, all right? Just reduce one. And in fact, what I found when I did it is that it became a bit of a domino effect and I've only got Facebook on my phone now. That's it.
0: (laughs) Cool. You know what
1: I mean? I'm not on it all the time. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is start with one thing or two if you feel like you're up to it, but it can be very overwhelming to tackle everything at once is what I'm saying. All right, start with one. God will help you do the rest. All right if god truly hears our cries then god has the guidance for us to get to where we need to be and lino already hit the nail on the head before it's not me and god it's me god and the community do not forget the importance of your christian community your brothers and sisters even pope francis talked about this as well do not forget that you have brothers and sisters in faith who can help you too and so rely on them because they they are also called by God to be disciples. There's my little plug for discipleship again, right? Yeah. (laughs) They are also called by, and your mess and my mess and whatever is the opportunity of others to be disciples, to be that healing balm of God in your life. Yeah. So that would be my old man wisdom. I'm going to go dye my hair now if that was terrible. So, yeah. It was great, Lizzie.
0: It was great, great. Yeah. Community and doing this together. We're journeying journeying together. Never leave anyone alone by Mm. themselves. If they need help and helping each other, in a sense, it goes both ways, in a sense, and especially with family and and friends, all of us here, you, Caroline, you, Lindsay, myself, all our families, then we're all into the Lent with this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There'll be a link to Pope Francis's letter in our show notes. So I encourage anyone who'd like to read the rest of it. And I really recommend because it is so deep and so beautiful and so of the heart of God for Lent. And I I recommend if you're not sure how to start Lent, if you haven't started yet because of whatever's happened, or if you feel too distracted, just sit down for a little bit with that letter. If you're too distracted to read, sit down with someone else and get them to read it with you. Whatever like we've just done here together, it will make a huge difference for you. Caroline, one quick final thought before we move on to the next segment. Anything you want to add?
2: No, I just think everything that you said is perfect. Once we I like the idea of doing it slowly. Pick one thing that could be holding you down in life because we can be overwhelmed with lots of things, like I said Mm, before. And I think you'll find, and I'm sure you can agree, Lindsay, that once you start to let go of things that hold you back, you do feel freedom. You feel lighter and you can be closer to God because you're getting rid of something that was taking up that time and that space. Yeah. And you can experience your spirituality more when you get rid of those things, so it's spiritually and mentally freeing to do that and that's the point. God wants us to be happy and healthy, doesn't he? Yeah, and we can just do it slowly if it's too hard to do all at once, it's always hard to do it all at once. do it gradually, yeah, yeah.
1: to paraphrase Moses very badly he I think his wisdom on this topic was even better he said he said at one point to the people, there's the path that leads to to life, and there's the path that leads to death. Choose life. Simpl- yeah, that is, that's a, just a very simple way to understand it. All right, Choose life. Okay, so with that in mind, let's move on and let's talk about science.
0: Ah, what a fine day for science. You have any hobbies?
1: I collect spores, molds, and fungus.
2: Can you reverse
1: the
0: polarity?
2: do my best. Science. 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 Yeah, I like
1: science. Caroline, we might be a little bit afraid in this segment, depending on where this goes, but... Can you, can you put our minds and hearts to rest and tell us if the moon is shrinking or not?
2: <laughs> oh, no. well, it depends on what you think, but mm. yeah, it's shrinking. <laughs> yeah, it's is shrinking.
1: Is that one of the minor apocalypse in Melbourne the other day? or are we...
2: <laughs> It could be. So when we look up at the moon, I think most of us usually see like a stable round ball of rock and it gently orbits the earth and we all admire it. Perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah, beautiful.
0: Mm.
2: And people have landed on the moon And there have been lunar landers on the moon. So really the next step that we're heading towards is people going back to the moon and somewhat inhabiting the moon through lunar bases and on this nice stable orbiting body of ours. But is it really that stable? (laughs) Let's investigate. Mm. So really, in fact, it's not that stable it's actually shrinking,
0: oh no! And it's shrinking
2: in size over time. And through this, the moon is experiencing moonquakes, and I think we've mentioned moonquakes in, I've talked about in moonquakes the past before. Yeah. But let's go yeah. into a bit more detail. So, moonquakes are different to earthquakes. Moon doesn't have the same plate tectonics like while the Earth's plates, we have plates and they move over each other and crash into each other and cause earthquakes on occasion, the moon actually tends to crumple up and forms faults and creases on its surface. And the gravitational forces coming from the earth also has an effect on the moon, which helps to form these faults as well. Now, the reason for the shrinking of the moon is a theory that about four billion years ago, the moon was created out of the earth and created from debris left over from a planetary collision with the early Earth. Mm, And now this debris actually orbited the Earth and came together and that's how the moon formed. That's the theory. Now, first, the moon was a large body of magma and, you know, from all that energy and the collision. And it's actually been cooling over time and it did cool down and at about 100 million years it took for it to cool down and it crystallized into the Earth's resident moon. Now, the moon hasn't finished totally cooling yet. It still has some internal heat, some remnant heat from the collision. So as it continues to cool, it is actually shrinking. And it's thought that the actively shrinking, it's actually shrinking at about 150 feet Every few hundred million years. So it's a slow shrinking. It's not like it's rapidly shrinking. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, okay.
2: So now the moon's mass, it shrinks, but the moon's mass is staying the same. So it's not going to have any different effect on the tides of the earth. And its change in size isn't really noticeable to us on earth. Like we can't go, oh, the moon looks smaller. No, it's not really that fast. <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> but the moon shrinking can be felt on the moon's surface. And this has been measured by seismometers left on the moon about over 50 years ago during the NASA Apollo missions. Yeah, moon quakes have been measured since then. So there's a clue that something's been going on. Now, a series of faults near the south pole of the moon have been examined through the use of the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, which orbits the moon and takes images and they've been associated with series of magnitude 5 quakes that occurred in the region. Now, why is the South Pole important? Because this is the region of the moon where the Artemis 3 mission is potentially going to land in yes.
0: 2026. Yep. Yes, yeah. It's
2: pretty important to know <laughs> the amount <laughs> of shaking here could be a problem if the in the future if this is actually a geologically active area modeling performed from studying the area has shown that moonquakes would be able to cause strong ground shaking and also cause slip events on existing faults or on the formation of new thrust faults, and this is something really to be considered before anyone lands anything to be permanent lands and has builds anything permanent there. So,
1: yeah, I was thinking, um, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. If they were to build a structure, yeah. because they're talking about moon bases, this is a real, it's not sci-fi. This is real. now. This they're is reality.
2: Yes, actually.
1: Inter- you know, so yeah. If you if it builds on something that was geologically unstable, that could be a hazard, couldn't it?
2: Exactly, exactly. So when the thrust faults cause movement on the surface, they called they form something called a lobate scarp. And lobate scarps are ridges that form on the moon's surface. There are a couple of issues here, um, and that is that the moon's surface has been hit over time. Um, by asteroids and comets, which has created a lot of loose sediment and it contains all size fragments from really tiny to boulder size. Like we know that, I remember watching, I watched a replay of like when the first people were on the moon, Neil Armstrong, and they had dust stuck to their suits that wouldn't oh. come off. And oh, wow. you could see them And whenever you see images of astronauts jumping on the moon, Mm. dust is around with Mm. them. This can increase the risk of landslides from all the sediment moving when the moon shakes. And this would obviously Mm. be damaging to equipment and most importantly to the humans who would be working on any moon base that's being constructed in the area. And mm. the equipment would really need to be quake-proof. And since the gravity is one-sixth that of the Earth, a moonquake could cause equipment to bounce up and down during a shaking event.
0: Mm, bounce and, up and down. Um, wow. Okay, so side-to-side. So well, yeah. of, side. of course, yeah, like I say, Earth is made of teutonic to plates. So we, we go side-to-side. Side. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: Yeah. it would I mean, just shake and I mean, maybe float a little bit yeah. as it's been shaken. Mm. And the moonquakes have been measured for intensity and dura- duration. And some moon quakes can go on for hours,
0: oh, unlike earthquakes, yeah. which are really usually
2: yeah. short and sharp. There'll be a few seconds and they'll be big, but they will only be a few seconds. And the moon quakes can actually last a while. It's, it's yeah. different geology. Wow. And so any region of the moon marked for landing and setting up a base would have to be studied very, very carefully, carefully. Yeah. to ensure humans aren't put in harm's way. Definitely. However, that's it's not,
1: a question you might not be able to answer. Mm. Or, so maybe, maybe a thought then if that's the case. Yeah. If they found a space that was geologically stable mm. because of the way the moon, is there a risk that it could become unstable after, say, after a couple of years, decades or something like that? Well, that's or? a
2: really good question. If you think maybe logically about it, the more it cools and shrinks, there could be new regions yeah. of faults forming. So, you yeah, know, if you
1: want to, is what I'm getting yes, at so.
2: exactly. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, there are gravitational forces from the earth having an effect. So, this together with the shrinking, the natural cooling and shrinking, yeah, I'd imagine there would be. And we haven't studied the moon's full surface yet. That's something to really consider in the future.
1: Make the buildings out of Roman concrete, to be honest. <gasps> Tough stuff, right? oh, well, we could try yeah. that.
0: We could try that. I could I know, like Caroline said about the moonquakes, maybe we can't. Build structures on the surface. What do you think, Caroline? Maybe put them on some sort of suspension? <laughs> Maybe.
2: That's up to the engineers to come up with something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the good yeah, thing right. about humans is that they're extremely intelligent. We've got extremely intelligent humans working for NASA and all the space agencies and mm-hmm. amazing engineers, and they will be able to come up with something for sure. Yeah, whatever structure they build, I'm sure it will. Be able to stand whatever happens, but I wouldn't imagine that they're going to go. Oh, there's a fault. Let's land near there. No. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's safe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's it. And having said that,
1: even landing a rocket there, you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. The, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I, mean, I think the current plan is uh, SpaceX's Starship is the is going to be the lunar lander for this mission. So if that thing lands on the moon. It's full of fuel, right? I'm not sure how these things work. I don't know if being in in a different um, atmosphere and setting like the moon is as risky. But a shaky a shaky surface, a giant rocket you know, it doesn't sound like a, a safe combination. If if they're not if they don't do their homework,
2: yeah, I can imagine they're not going to spend billions of dollars <laughs> and not have done their homework. So
0: yeah, for definitely. sure
2: there there'd be some investigation before and. Mm. They've marked the South Pole, maybe a certain region is shaky, maybe another region is Mm. not so bad. Um, Of course. But having said this, so I'm talking about the moon being really shaky. It's not actually all bad news because the, the moonquakes tend to happen only once every 100 days. So anyone working there for a period of time won't actually encounter them that often. So it's not like it's constantly shaking. It's like the earth. We're not having earthquakes in a certain area all the time.
0: That's correct. There are some
2: regions that do shake a lot more than others, but there'll be regions where it's relatively quiet. It's something to consider. And also Mm. the upside of studying measuring moon quakes along with taking the lunar images means that we are also learning to understand the moon geology a little more. There are some Mm -hmm. positives that come out of this. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Some things to think about. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the shrinking moon. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Moon science is fascinating as it is, right? And we... We're going to be learning lots more about the moon in mm-hmm. the decades to come. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Really. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. 2026, if all goes well, the yeah. Artemis mission will actually put some people there. Yeah. You know, it's not they, that I long mean, away, really, is it? No, not really. They're not joking. They are, they are dead set serious about permanent structures on the moon where humans work and, live and all those kinds of things. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what else comes of it. And then, yeah, like you said, the creative engineering that they would have so that they can withstand... Potential moonquakes if there are other regions where they want to set up places for humans to live and work as well. Would you, would you go to the moon if you could? I wonder if I would or not. Uh, such a risky oh, I <laughs>
2: love Earth. I love the freedom of just being able to breathe <laughs> and walk around. <laughs> uh, yeah. And
0: anyway, I, good. I'm yeah. I'm with you, Caroline. So, yeah. yeah.
2: As yeah. much as I would love to visit the moon or yeah. any other planet, you know how much I love. Space and you guys too. Like I'm sure you feel the same way. I'm okay with other people going <laughs> or sending out orbiters and landers and rovers for us to be able to get the pictures and the science from it. You know, so yeah. yeah um, but definitely. hopefully, I would love that if in the future we could. You know, just thinking further than the moon, imagine one day we'll hopefully get to a place where we're Star Trek and we can, (sighs) you know, have ships, craft that can take us further out and more exploration can be done. Yeah, it's really fun to think about. It's fun when you do a topic like this and it leads on... To Imagine, further so, yeah, imagination like, and thinking, like, and okay. questions and all of that. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. the moon could look like could look like Futurama one day with a theme park and <laughs> <it's all> ride.
0: <right. laughs> uh, moon, very, anyway. exactly, so, yeah, exactly, exactly. I like. It. Oh, oh it, well, there's, there's a couple of things I need to change. Yeah. Is this year, the price? <laughs> but anyway, that's going to be oh, yeah. way, well oh, way, way. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's going to be out of our reach for <laughs> a really long, long time. Long so. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Thank you so much, that, Carla. That's a that's an awesome topic. We love space topics. Yeah, so it's it fun. And yes, you and I will will drop Roman concrete whenever we can talk.
2: About it. <laughs> I know. I've
1: realised that now. <laughs> the only thing today. Yeah. yeah.
2: All
1: right. Let's move on and let's have a a quick talk about entertainment. I don't
2: know where you get your delusions, laser brain. Oh, this is not what we came here to do. No. no. What I'm going to do. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan.
0: I am not a are you not
1: entertained? Lino, I'll throw it to you,
0: Kurt, because you recently watched He-Man. Yes, oh, yes. Team the song anymore, no, yeah uh, Yes, yeah, so this is the new season for He-Man. It was good. It was good. The five episodes, yep. to go about 25 minutes or 20 minutes, so they're not yep. long. So we, we binged that. It, well, <laughs> it did not take too long to do that. So, yeah, it was a good show. Another show I'm watching is Masters of the Air on Apple TV. Which is oh, how's it's that? good, yeah. it, is it is good. Yeah. It really um, brings out the the poor guys who had to fly in bombers in these little they call them yeah. tin cans in a sense and fly for yeah. hours to do their missions. And that was it's a good show. Does it, carry
1: that, does it have that realism that Band of Brothers almost had, Band of Brothers, yeah, that was an amazing yeah. series. Um, not because it was action and heroism no, or whatever, no. but because of. Yeah, you know, tried to convey the the reality. Yes. it's very hard to do on film. But the reality of, of being a soldier after the D-Day invasion in, in, in yes. Europe. Um, yes, yeah. so it How does it go with that? Is it more action oriented, or is it more?
0: Is it trying to do the realism, the historical realism a little bit? Bit, bit, bit of, of both. What I liked about Banner Brothers was it had the ex-soldiers in the company. But yeah. the looks of it, <laughs> I'm not sure. They didn't have any of the ex-soldiers of the, of the I mean pilots of this series, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. What, uh, you know, yes, yeah, you're right. Because Banner
1: Brothers they actually interviewed, didn't they, characters who are being portrayed portrayed Yeah, they didn't
0: do this. For, uh, yeah, but um, but it does relay the the struggles and the dangers they had to go through. People think, oh, they're in a Aeroplane with guns left. That is actually that is correct. Left, yeah. and center, front, back. However, but it was just the fear of watching the air and going for a long distance to just drop bombs yeah. um, on our factories yes. of the of the opposition. But yeah, that was a good show. Yeah. That's a good show. Lastly, for me, we I'm playing a game called Path of Exile. So something different. So that's a free game? game. Yeah, Yeah. like a Diablo X game. So you go around doing missions and it's full action. Oh, and sorry, lastly, Bernie and I are playing Baldur's Gate 3, which for the listeners will know it's a good game. It's interesting. Yeah. It's a Dungeons and Dragons game and it's different for her because this one's turn-based. So when you have your turn, it's like a tabletop. Imagine being a Dungeons and yeah. Dragons tabletop or a board, gaming a board. game kind of game. Yeah, 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 it does that. So yeah. it, she, it took her a while to get into it. <laughs> She'll get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my, oh, my turn now. So it, it could get a, a bit um, interesting while you're playing, but we'll be playing that together and we haven't done for that for a long while. She has been busy with work and Things I happen like that, yeah. but now it's yeah. She's getting into it. Yeah, Put myself. That <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Yeah, good one. Uh, I think we was it Masters of the Air. That was the series. That's correct. That yes, yeah. I think I think you can't avoid the the comparisons to uh, what was the film Memphis Belle? Was it? I that's correct. It the, yes. Uh, the,
0: um. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. there yeah. were Memphis yeah. Belle. Of course there. Were in of course, World War Two, but I'm not sure there was a different squadron. Is that how you say it? Yeah. that was one about I'm reaching back, but it was about bombing Bremen in Germany. That's it was a
1: really, it was, was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's correct. Right, yeah. This is about another squadron wow. who did
0: all these other other missions, yeah, yeah. but the, still in World War Two. But yeah, it's a yeah, yeah, it at yeah, some yeah point. yep, 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 yep yeah. definitely not. Sadly, don't watch it with kids. I'm trying to – oh, guys, can I just yeah. quickly – just to quickly. Uh, yeah. We watched a, a Japanese anime, and you guys will probably know it, version of Disney. So they make all these yes. beautiful, heartwarming animations, and uh, this is definitely yeah. for the kids to watch. A few scary yeah. parts, but, yeah, definitely something to watch. So if you need to watch that, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Sure. No, it's a good one. All right. Thanks for
1: that recommendation. I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah, the animation is quite amazing mm. on those films. They're quite, mm. yeah, they put a lot of effort into it. Mm. Yeah. Caroline, how about you?
2: Yeah. So. I guess a couple of Australian productions for me this week. So there's a comedy series like you guys have watched as well called Fisk, which is funny Gratio. about a law firm, which is completely ridiculous, Gratio. but it's hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious.
1: Yeah. Some, <laughs> Mine, it's very because good the clients are so, yeah, so, <laughs> It is.
2: Yeah. And, Some um, of the comedy
1: is a, a bit grown up, but yeah. it's not. It's, it's not, not too, too bad,
2: no. It's watchable. Yeah, and some yeah. great Australian yeah. comedic actors in that, so I'm yeah, enjoying that. Lots of
1: Australian um, cameos, yeah, yes. that's right, yeah.
2: Just and cool. yeah. another one, yeah. like I was mentioning to you guys before the show, I don't know if it was entertaining, but it was eye-opening for sure, a series called Nemesis on ABC as well, yeah. and it really was a docu series, a three part docu series about the Australian Liberal Party, <laughs> <laughs> from about Tony Abbott, wasn't it? Um, yeah, from to, Tony Abbott to Scott Morrison,
0: yeah. which was mm-hmm.
2: probably Spotless. for us the yeah. worst era of prime ministers we've oh, had. It was <laughs>
0: that also, was, she before. Was, she she was, was before she was before. Oh yes. my goodness me! Yes, okay. wow, that is so. Oh, that this was
2: be- basically the Liberal Party at one point were picking on the Labour Party because they had all these power struggles within the party and kept changing Prime Minister a couple oh, of times. Yeah. But then after that, the Liberal Party were voted in as the, <laughs> in the federal government and so we had what well, we thought was, here we go, here's a Liberal Prime Minister and then... Well and behold, they had many power struggles, many more than the Labour Party, and they kept changing Prime Minister, ousting each other out, and I can't say that the best men <laughs> were picked for Prime Minister either, because they caused yeah. a lot of hardship for yeah, Australians yeah. in various yeah. ways, but they were backstabbing each other, you just really saw the inner workings and they were really focused. What disappointed me was that these people were really focused on themselves and their yeah, career and that's
0: what rather yeah. than
2: yep. focusing on yep. what they were supposed to be in government for, which was yep. running the country and focusing on the Australian people yep. and they were not doing that. Yeah, it was really eye-opening Feel a bit sick in my stomach, to be honest. But yeah, there you it's go. It's hard.
0: Um, yeah, it's hard. You know, it's a hard
2: watch. It,
1: it really is. is. It's yeah. every every after every kind of era of of political whatever you want to call it stage of politics or whatever. The ABC will do a a documentary like that. Yeah. So they did one after. So after we had so I remember we had Kevin Rudd. And we had Julia Gillard, mm. then we had Kevin Rudd again. Oh yeah, I and, remember you know, that? We had oh, yeah,
0: Kevin Rudd again. Yeah, that was yeah. late yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Our
1: struggles. Oh and, wow. Yeah. And so it's it's the same so that they had a documentary on that and it was the same kind of deal, right? Mm-hmm. And they had all the liberal people and they and yeah, because half the people or most of the people they interview are not in politics anymore, they just they say
2: everything it. that they It's so good. It. Yeah,
0: it's amazing, guys. Isn't isn't it? right? Yeah, when you have something called former, yeah, right. former this yeah. or former that, <laughs> and they, they just go. <laughs> they
2: can't say it. They, they can can not say it <laughs> they you know, like, mm.
0: mm.
1: and they are. They speak in ways that you know, some even the language was incredible, right? It's it's language in it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so now they've done the same thing for, for this. Yeah, I haven't watched yet, but I plan to. But I think it's worth
2: a watch. You're it's a hard watch, but that. it's worth it. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. yeah, there we good go. Old, old
2: yeah, I don't I usually watch small. things like that, but I, I thought you know what? You I, I, I you? will. <laughs> <I'm, yeah. laughs> I do love to watch documentaries on just about anything, and okay. I thought, look, okay. let me watch yeah, this one. Sense. This is about Australia, something an important era in our yeah. in our history. It was a so, crazy uh, era.
1: Oh gosh! Wow. With the bad and the ugly. Yeah, of each era we have of politics. to yep. yeah. exactly because it seemed yeah. love him don't like him. John up to so John Howard had been prime minister for yeah oh, a yeah. long, yeah. long time. Was a ten? Was it guys? Yes, yeah. so for those And, reasons, and these guys made him look good. Yeah, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you're, yeah, wow. If you're in United States. You're used to two terms maximum for one person. There's two right or three zero. eight years.
0: I can't remember now. Yeah.
1: No, two, two terms, oh, so yeah, eight years right. is the Eight maximum. years, that's if what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah eight, eight years, eight. sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. So we don't have that limit, so you can be Prime Minister for, if people want you, they'll vote you right? As long vote as you in, right? in,
2: yeah.
1: So, yes, so like him or don't like him, and I'm not really going to get into that in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We're not that kind of podcast, guys, sorry. <laughs> but things are relatively stable politically mm. in Australia mm-hmm. John Howard was Prime Minister, mm. and you could probably... Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say you could say the same thing, but then there was the poor kid like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, wow. But, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but then Kevin Rudd came in, and it seems like we were going to have business as usual. Mm. But then, it, for some reason, they won. The Labor Party won and became completely dysfunctional and destroyed yeah. each other. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, gave the Liberal uh, their platform to come in,
0: yeah,
1: and they came in with we're stable, we're good and They were completely
0: just <laughs> dysfunctional and it destroyed was, each other. It was terrible. Oh my goodness, yeah. Completely Sweet.
2: dysfunctional. And I think now yeah. they are still trying yeah. to pick up the pieces. They Liberal Party? Yeah. The oh, yes, that's true. The Liberal Party. I
1: do, yeah. think, I do think both parties are more wary now. Yes. Of, even if they're dysfunctional, they probably just close their mouth a little bit. Anyway, they do. who knows? It's,
2: they yeah. do. And you can yeah. see it. There is yeah. more support for Absolutely. the leaders Thanks. from the other, what do
0: you call yeah. it? Liberal.
2: People working in the government. Oh, sorry. (laughs) sorry, sorry, sorry. But they will show more support for, say, like the prime minister or the opposition party leader. They will stand behind them more now, I reckon. So, yeah. Yeah. And
1: just to, again, just for our American listeners, our Liberal Party is the conservative side of politics. Because the word liberal means something else. Like it's in, not in, liberal; in it's just
2: parties. conservative.
1: Yeah, and the, the Labour Party would be considered the progressive, more progressive side of politics.
2: That's right.
1: They're more progressive. Yeah. yeah, and the Greens would be considered extremely progressive. Yes. and likes One Nation. The, yep, I and said you've that got right. the
2: Nationals right. who are more <laughs> quite conservative
1: and then the as well. Uh, yeah. And they're quite yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you hear the word liberal, we're not talking about the progressive. Political party mm, in Australia. Not progressive. How's yeah, he heading? How's he heading? They in. go
2: the other and way. Cars, they go backwards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> our conservative, our conservatives are blue, and our liberals uh, and, our, and our and our are red. Yeah, whereas in the United it's States, it's the other still way, way around. Red. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Enjoy that.
2: Yeah, that Bring a yeah. bit of politics into the podcast Oh, my goodness. oh wow. Oh, yeah. wow.
1: Yeah. 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 As a documentary, it's a good historical record to hear from the people. Who it were is. Involved it is. Group. Yeah, it it's is. good to know what was going on yeah. at that time.
2: Woo. And so, Lindsay, your ended, turn.
1: I was entertained by listening to what entertained you guys. Today. Okay. So really okay. 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 Good. Right. Before we finish up, uh, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the Catholics of Oz. So today we want to thank Maximilian S, James N, Eric B, Mary N, and Tim C. Through their generous donations at sqpn.com, they make it possible for the Catholics of Oz and all of the other shows at StarQuest to continue. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Also, we'd love to know your thoughts about today's topics that we've discussed. Maybe not
0: the political ones, but ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Probably, <laughs> I could start something here. I'm going to be I'm careful sure now. <laughs>
2: It's true. Sorry. Uh, starting, no, all good, that. Caroline.
1: All good, all good. <laughs> SQPN doesn't support the views of the Catholics of all on the road. Good luck to them. But hey, if they uh, want
2: to make a donation. <laughs>
1: and so all the links to uh, everything that we've talked about today are also in our show notes at that link. If you'd like to join the SQPN Insiders Club and get a newsletter about what's happening at SQPN, you can go to sqpn.com slash about slash newsletter. And you can also join SQPN's Discord and interact with the community and talk about all the things you heard today, except for the politics. <laughs>
0: you can also find
1: more shows for SQPN at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Media, and all of the other social media places where SQPN is. And don't forget, we have our own Facebook page, facebook.com slash catholics of Oz, spelled O-Z, where you can join us in discussing our latest episodes. And you can reach us by good old email, catholics of Oz at sqpn.com. Caroline, thank you so much for being on the
0: show today. Adlino, thanks so much as well. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Yes. So we do not talk politics. <laughs> we, we can, last we a can get a bit interesting with that, but everyone save it has, for the rent. Exactly, leave it for the yeah, rant. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, take yeah. Every- go down the rant. That's right, politics. That's okay. right. <laughs> yeah, take care, everyone, yeah. and God bless yeah. and have a good Advent. I'm not oh, sorry. Sure. Lent. Whoa. Okay. We do hope later on that you do have a good Advent, but for
1: now, yeah, Lent. Lent. that's <laughs> right. That's
0: right. Yep. Yeah, take care. Yeah. God bless everyone. Thank you and once again.
1: I'm Lindsay Sad, and thank you so much for listening to. Episode 114 of The Catholics of Oz on StarQuest.
0: Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. Jimmy Aikens' Mysterious World. Find the show wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash mysterious. We'd like to thank Patrick McCaffrey of Moonshadow Studios for editing this episode. To have your audio edited professionally and with care, check out more of Patrick's work at moonshadowstudios.biz. That's moonshadowstudios.biz.